ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive Edinburgh welcome for Johnny and the Baptists! Feel the energy of that. Let's not start with any of that. I don't want to start with any of that. <laughs> okay, you can ask me the question now, now that I'm not talking over you. Oh, <laughs> aren't I lucky? <laughs> Penny, how are you doing? All right, I'm quite... I'm, I'm, uh, I've had a really fun nine minutes, so I'm feeling a lot better already. <laughs> okay, good. Like, genuinely, yeah. I think did I just needed a, a bit of a laugh. Did you have a... Uh, had you had a sort of tricky morning or anything? Yeah, sort of. Actually, it was yesterday. I so I I saw you. I saw you yesterday. We, we mm. worked together. Uh, we tried to work on some music. Yeah, as, well, we've written something. We've got the starts of a new. We've song. got something. Yeah, we've got something. We've got. We've got. Uh, when we start things, we have sort of like a bag of pieces. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we're going to have to get used to working in the same room again. And I think that is going to take some teething. Mm. Um, but it's but always, the fact that we came away with anything, to be fair, we be proud of. we've always found it hard working in the same room because there's a temptation to just pull on the telly or fall asleep or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. And I always show up with a couple of these Fanta grapes. Where did <laughs> you, you know? get Fanta grape? Found it at a newsagent near your house yesterday. Thought I had to buy it. It's three times the price of any other can of Fanta. But I was, well, it's I was probably so an American excited. import. Well, it's actually, it says Fanta Raisin on it, which I imagine is, what, French for grape? Yeah, that is the French, well, it's not pronounced like that way, but it's spelt that way. It's a Boisson Gassus, so I imagine it's a... That's a, <laughs> a gassy drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a farty fish. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I think working in the same room was interesting, and it, I found, we had loads of fun, and then we went, we went for a walk up a hill uh, yes. with your daughter. And we saw some friends socially distanced for one of their birthdays. And I actually found that I was I was out of it. I was completely out of it. Um, mm. we, had a night, we had a really nice time, and I'm really glad I did it. But I, I kept... So, I was so much more in my head. I was sat there whilst other people were talking. And, you know, when you can hear the own voice in your head louder than other people talking, and the voice was just like, you haven't said anything in a while. You're, what, you're being very awkward right now, aren't you? And I was like, oh, I haven't had this in a while because I haven't really been around people. Um, and then I walked home very, very late. And uh, I don't know, I just felt a bit sad when I got in. But uh, I think I'm okay today. I think I'm fine. We've got a show tonight as well, which is always, that normally dominates the day for me. It really does dominate the day. I woke up this morning absolutely just really annoyed that we had a show. <laughs> Yeah, it's not funny. It's like this thing that, you know, we 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 had everything. We had all of our shows taken away from us, and it was really upsetting and really financially damaging and creatively damaging. And now we've done like four or five gigs, and I'm like, oh fucking hell, mate, give it a rest. <laughs> like, well, I think if if the if there's one thing I would say, humans are a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a real love. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that actually that's exactly it. It's oh, I can't can't trust anything that I'm feeling at the moment. Let me like, go and do a gig. Although we're doing it's it's for a lovely art sense. It's for Corsham tonight, which I'm a massive fan of. The Jewel of Wiltshire. Hashtag the Jewel of Wiltshire, which I think I feel like's really taking off as a nickname. I think people are always going to use that phrase now forever. <laughs> it's. Not... Um. Yeah. 
so we're doing a show tonight. Mm. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to buy a new bike. Oh, oh yeah, for your birthday. For my birthday. And then Thursday, I'm, I'm, I wanted a new phone, yes. but that's not important. Uh, and then on Thursday, I'm, uh, we've got another show. And then Friday, we've got another show. So it's, a, it's an interesting week. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. Sp- I, I always feel bad when I talk about because I, I want to show the level of enthusiasm. <laughs> when we actually come off stage, well, like when the stream goes down. Oh, for great. about for about a minute, there's real joy. For about there? a minute, you're like, oh my god, and then we, you know, and we have a bit of a, you know, we have a bit of a sit, and then we have to pack everything up, and then by the time I get home, I'm super depressed again. And I don't think that's, oh, gigging makes me happy. I don't think it's that. I think it's the the shot of adrenaline you get, or the well, the, the highest, little sense of achievement yeah. at something unusual. The the I, I, sure. the high and low thing is, um, I've left such a long pause that uh, yeah. that I think it seemed like I really ran out of steam, but I was just searching for a word. The high and low thing <laughs> is um, uh, complicated. I don't know. Uh, there's. I think when you have depression, it's more useful to stay on a plane, not to, you know, get really hyper and then really down, not to mm. get really fucked up uh, and then be really hungover. It's really important to sort of avoid all those, those are things, that, you know, you should do lots of exercise and very little of those things that bring you up and down. But then exercise brings you an adrenaline shot and so does live performance. Um, mm. It's complicated. Yeah, the highs and lows are so much... Not not so much worse than they've ever been at the moment, but you're you're right. It's the the lows I'm feeling much more, whereas the highs I've got far f- uh, fewer stimuli to give me any kind of high. So I'm not. It's like, it's like I'm managing to balance things out, but right. you know, on a lower plane than I usually would. And quite often that translates into when I'm actively trying to keep myself on a level and on a on a. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um. Sorry. Um. A lot of the time, it comes across as me being quite emotionless or quite mm. quite stoic. Zonked. Um, which, yeah, which isn't so you know, which which occasionally makes people be like, "Are you alright?" Because you're being really normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And I found that yesterday. I mean, when when you asked me at some point yesterday on the hill, you were just like, "I think it took me seven or eight tries to for me to actually hear you." But you're like, "Paddy, are you alright? Do you want to come and join us?" Well, I also felt bad. like. I felt a strange mixture of feelings yesterday because we brought my daughter to this this party on a hill. Uh, it mm. was it was our our, our mutual friend James's thirty uh, sixth uh, birthday. Um, mm. Thirty six. He's learned nothing, uh, and um, he had invited about eight people who were all sort of sat in a big circle, quite far away from each other, shouting hellos. And drinking yeah. a can on this top of hill, looking down over Walthamstow, which is very beautiful. Mm. Um, mm. I brought my daughter, and you were doing a lot of playing with her, which was lovely because I was only staying for about forty-five minutes because it was already yeah, exactly. six thirty, and I, I, I wanted to bring her, but also get her home in time for bed and bath. Uh, my bed and bath, that is. <laughs> she stays up late. She says she's got Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so, but I felt a real strange I was feeling very strange as well you were I was trying to check in on you as much as anything else because you were doing the childcare for me whilst I was talking to people and I felt sort of a, a mixture of 
relief and guilt in equal <laughs> yeah but i also felt very much everyone there was somebody because they don't have children mm. who had a level of freedom that i no longer have mm. to just be at a thing and enjoy yourself and not you know and just be free and also they drink alcohol which i don't anymore and I sort of had this feeling of really missing out on all of this, that I suddenly mm. felt like I was missing it. But then I look back on it this morning and I realise it was a group of people no one was feeling particularly... Everyone was trying to be really fun. It was someone's birthday. Yeah. But no one was really relaxed, I realise now, because it's weird and it's difficult and I think everyone was finding it hard. And I was projecting a lot. Um, mm. But... Yeah, I, I think, think that isn't that isn't unusual though. That's like I I think there wasn't a single person sat in that group who wasn't one terrified at how they were coming across to everyone else. Sure. Um, the thing I two, like sorry demonstrably a bit weird. Like I think I really felt like I missed as somebody who's now sober. I really missed the uh, ability alcohol has to after one or two drinks. Not when you're drunk, mm. when you just sort of to just shut down your anxiety for a short period of time, mm. um, and just I used to find that a couple of drinks would make me much more capable of being in the moment and relaxed mm. than almost anything mm. else. And now I've got to find a way to do that without any form of intoxicant. Mm. Uh, or stimulant, and that's annoying because it's hard work. <laughs> it's harder yeah. work than having a drink. Um, and I, I realised that that was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Because I didn't drink... I was... When I was... I didn't start drinking until I was about 19. Mm. Um, I was teetotal. I, I, I remember I had some sort of... E, 14 and 15, I remember sort of getting really pissed on cider in the park. But then mm. my dad, having been an alcoholic, and alcohol being a problem in my family, visibly mm. a problem in my family, not just to him, but quite a lot of the people in my family, I remember thinking I wouldn't drink. Yeah. <laughs> I did. But I decided that I wouldn't. And um, I, I kept stuck to that for like a couple of years as a teenager when all my friends were going out and getting drunk. And this was, you know, it was very easy to get served in pubs in the late 90s mm. as a 14, 15, 16-year-old where I lived. I don't know if it's so easy now. Um, I, I looked a bit older, and I, all the pubs I seem to go to seem to be like, yeah, you can have a drink. Um, mm. So I, it was kind of, I could have been drinking a lot more. Um, and I remember when I discovered the power of alcohol, it was when I, re I realised the, the, the great thing about it isn't getting drunk. It's It just relaxes you and stops you being... A bag of worried mess. Yeah, yeah, and it's <laughs> like, and I don't know. We, I feel like, especially you and I, are always kind of careful when we talk about this because I think we're very, very attuned to having having a lot of friends or family members that have had problems with different vices and things like that. But I think some of them with vices, literally. Oh yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just clamping. Your uncle Tony was addicted to vices. He just, you know, <laughs> yeah. just constantly. 
putting things into vices and squeezing. Oh, them. you should have seen his workshop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think that's that's interesting because I, I, I was to say I definitely had the same thing. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, really easy to get served, absolutely fine. And then I, uh, I, I don't know. I think I mm. got into cigarettes in a much bigger way than I got into alcohol. And then in, un- in uh, university, I didn't really drink. But I did smoke an enormous amount of marijuana. Marijuana cigarettes. Uh, marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> but also, I was I was at, I was at uni in London, where I said, if if you were at our uni and you had and you went to the pub all the time, you were loaded. Well, that yeah, and, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that is. Just and so true, we were it? like, we we were like, well, it's much cheaper for for us to actually stay at home and uh, you know play Xbox and 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 smoke cigarettes and all that kind of thing. But I only got sort of back into drinking in inverted commas when we started gigging and it became such a a big point of our industry that it's just quite a natural thing to be like oh you're going on stage you'll have a couple of pints before a couple of pints on stage a couple of pints afterwards and you know and that's when i think after a few years of you and i doing that we we got quite wise to being a bit better about it than maybe we well, used uh, to be. the thing i mean i think we started working together 10 years ago and i think people drank it was in the space of that 10 years, there's been a, a shift from yeah. uh, everyone seemingly drinking before they go on stage to that now being something that only people with a drinking problem do. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm saying, I think there's lots of comics who will occasionally have a glass of wine or a beer before they go on stage at a gig, but it used to yeah. be the case that mm-hmm. uh, no one went on stage sober. That was sort of quite visible to me, apart from people who were like straight edge. Um, yeah, like Josie, and it was talked about. It's like, mm. oh, she's really interesting. She doesn't drink during Edinburgh. Uh, that was mm. uh, her <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, I, I think I realised over the course of it. I was like, oh, well, it's really hard not to drink heavily when you're a comedian because everyone's drinking. And then I yeah. sort of gradually started to realise that no, I'm drinking. It's it's mm. like. Uh, we'd go and do gigs and no one else would be drinking apart from us mm. <laughs> until yeah. the gig ended and i'd realize oh no this is ju- i'm just this is just an excuse this isn't mm. i'm actually not part of a binge drinking culture i am just binge drinking uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. oh it's oh, me is it oh i see <laughs> oh, i couldn't tell i'm too drunk <laughs> i I definitely think I stopped drinking. So I I, I I didn't used to drink before we did our shows. I used to drink before we did our shows in uh, Edinburgh until about 2015. Yeah. And then I stopped. And then I stopped drinking in 2018. Mm. Um, but it's kind of like... I don't know. I think that the generation, the generation, I think of the sort of the, the comics who've come up in the last 10 years who are younger than me, who are sort of under 35. Like me. Yeah. Apart from you, they don't drink <laughs> like you. <laughs> like If you think of all the people we're friends with now, they, they don't seem to, the people who, who are sort of, they don't drink like the comics who are the generation above us. I completely agree. Yeah, that's a, a, a noticeable shift over mm. the past ten years. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to open a can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh, dude. I felt like that was quite a deep dive into booze. That was really interesting. It was. Probably. I think we should cut some of the stuff at the top where we just talked for ages about um, getting my daughter to sleep because that was, God, that was, that was a long... I, I was bored myself and I was talking. Well, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what I cut. I'll 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 do a bit of stuff, but I'm uh, but yeah, we'll just okay. yeah. Um, uh, but we should go. I think we should have a new bit at the end of every episode. Okay. Like I, you know, like a sort of as though there's a more of a theme, or as there's more not a theme. What do I mean? There's as though there's more of a format to the show. We should be right. like, let's check in with this thing, and <laughs> so and we'll call it Henrietta Bothington. So. <laughs> What, do you mean like one of us should be like growing a bonsai tree? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or you're making... So, it's time to talk to Henrietta Bovington. How are you, Henrietta? Oh, I'm still very unwell. Okay, so it's not a great idea. (laughs) But I don't know, maybe we both... Maybe each of us sort of incubates a quail's egg or something. We see who wins. You can't incubate a quail's egg. (laughs) You can... Yeah, you can hatch a quail. I can hatch a quail. Maybe I'll do that. Okay. There That's was a, a terrible idea. There was a story in the news of somebody who bought organic duck's eggs from mm. Clarence Court, which is a yeah. place. It's a like an egg sure. factory farm place. It's, it's a brand of eggs that I've read. You've seen it on telly. You yeah, see, you've no. seen it on all the uh, all your game gears, and <laughs> <laughs> um, and they they decided to put them under a warm light in some straw and see if they could incubate them, and they they uh, hatched. Oh wow! Yeah, and now that person's got ducks. Yeah, they decided to do it because they realised that they would be able to deal with it if they had ducklings, because of the lockdown and because also I think they're like a, you know, wild fowl expert. Um, okay. And Clarence Court, the egg makers or the egg farm, were like, "This yeah. is quite unusual. Like yeah. most eggs aren't um, inseminated by a male right. egg duck. It's not an egg duck." <laughs> Drake. Drake, yeah. I, not a male egg. It's not a male egg. It's that two eggs don't make an egg. <laughs> it's, a, it's two ducks make an egg. Like, this is, this egg. is very unusual for our eggs. And like, but just, just, did, it, did it also come out speaking? Yeah, it was speaking English when it hatched as well. That's a, yeah, that's unusual. <laughs> yeah, we've seen some of these before, these weird eggs. <laughs> so do you want to buy organic eggs, put them under a warm Watch. light in straw and at the end of every episode I'll discuss with you what's happened with your eggs or do you think that's a format too far I mean it's something I'd be willing to try but I think what we'll end up with is in a month's time I'll have a box of six rotten eggs in my room that I don't know what to do with and a very hot lamp (laughs) well I'm game (laughs) well I'm in yeah let's think of something to start doing at the end I think that's a really strong uh, starting point Henrietta Bovington <laughs> Henrietta Bovington <laughs> Alright, I All right, love mate. you I love you too, I'll speak to you soon <laughs> Bye <laughs> Bye <laughs>